I downloaded a free copy of The Big Blind from Nicolette Pierce sometime last year. I finally had the chance to read it in December, and then I promptly bought and binge-read the other three books in the series. In a world where hundreds of new books are released every day, how can readers find yours? I'm Stephen Campbell. I'm the CEO of Camven Media. What we do is provide digital assets and strategies to help authors find and keep new readers and fans. That's the way I pay the bills. But in this show, you and I indulge our shared love of mysteries and crime novels by spending time with the people who write them. Are you ready? Let's get this show rolling. Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Nicolette Pierce, the award-winning author of, among other things, the Nadia Wolf Mystery Series. Nicolette, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I, I mentioned this to listeners who listen all the way to the very end of the show, which is the secret time when listeners and I talk back and forth, but... Over the course of a break that I took over the holidays, I was looking through my Kindle for things that I had downloaded because, you know, we all download these free books and then we never look at them. Right. And so I I saw your book that I think I downloaded a year ago, maybe, and I thought, oh, I'm going to try this. And I got so sucked in that I binge read the entire series and uh, mentioned it at the at the end of a show and then immediately reached out to you while you're on vacation to say, hey, let's let's do an interview so we can talk about this great series. So let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. The series is uh, the, the, the Nadia Wolf series. Nadia is a female poker player living in Las Vegas. Uh, she's got her own issues. She, she's she's got a unique set of friends, a unique set of acquaintances, uh, Man problems, which I think is probably a prerequisite for romantic suspense, and uh, and and you tell you tell great stories. So let's let's get started by talking about Nadia and this world you created for her. Yeah, it, well, it really started with my husband who had gotten seriously into um, professional poker. I mean, he he wasn't a professional poker himself, but he he followed all the different tours. I mean, he was just so into it. Um, that it, it kind of encompassed our world for about five years. And I thought, how cool would it be to write about a female poker player in Las Vegas? Um, and you know, how many great characters could come out of Las Vegas? It was just, it was just a really unique way to go about writing the book. And, um, I just had a great time doing it. You're a real trooper. Did you actually watch televised poker with your husband? Yes, I watched so many hours of it. Um and yeah, when I when we started, um I really wasn't thinking of the book at all. I mean, I wasn't even a writer then. So I was just you know just watching it to have fun and you know not really thinking of any of of it, but uh yeah, it was it was a lot a lot of TV and a lot of online poker time, but it was a great experience. I'm tickled that you enjoyed it because I like to watch poker on TV, especially on ESPN, the World Series of Poker, when that happens every year. I get sucked right into it, and I'm there every, I don't know, it's Wednesday and Thursday or Tuesday and Wednesday 
while it's going on and I'm watching it and my wife just mocks me. Just, How can you watch that? That is so stupid watching people play cards. And I don't know what it is, but it's fascinating when you, when you know what the cards are and the players don't know what the cards are. It's really interesting. It really is interesting. I mean, it's like a whole psychological head game because you know what's going on, but the players don't. And yeah, it really gets into the psyche and, um, I'm horrible at poker, but I give these guys a lot of credit because that is something, I mean, you have to have a really unique ability to be able to read people and their mm-hmm. cards. And, and as a viewer, you know, I sit there and I watch and I'm enjoying it and I think, what must their lives be like? And I know that's what initially attracted me to the book when I downloaded it for free and then for some reason or other never read it. Uh, But then when I pulled it out and started reading it, you hooked me very quickly because Nadia is not one of those super successful poker players. So we're not we're not learning about her winning the World Series of Poker. It's it's a little bit different. She's she plays at the tables that you and I would play at if we were in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, she's an average person. I wanted, you know, just someone who could fumble along at the tables like I would, Um, you know, someone who actually had a bit of skill, but she was still learning. She was still growing. You know, it's so boring when all the characters are perfect and. (laughs) I definitely didn't want to make her one of them. All right, so let's let's talk about the world and the characters that you've built around her because you you have a you have a unique way of of creating uh, really interesting characters. Yeah, um, the the world came about um, just you know it was one of those things. I sat down and I tried to figure out you know what kind of character she would, she would come across in Las Vegas and where would she live? And, you know, she, she doesn't have a ton of money, so, you know, she wouldn't be in the, you know, a great condo or um, any kind of high rise or anything like that. So um, yeah, it was, it was basically filling in her life. And as I was doing it, um, you know, I I was thinking about chapels and, you know, maybe she could work at a chapel and what kind of person would own a chapel. And, you know, then the, then the players really came out and um, yeah, the world just created itself and it was, it was almost magical. And, you know, we can't really go into a lot of detail because you've built character arcs, not just for Nadia, but for, for some of the supporting characters in the story as well. And, you know, there are all these funny stories that I want to tell, but they might be from like book three or book four. <laughs> and so we're not going to get into that. But she lives in an apartment um, that's next door or a, above a wedding chapel, and yep. her landlord is the manager or the owner of the wedding chapel business and describe the way he dresses for, for weddings. Well, the chapel is all celebrities chapel. So he is the man who will take on any celebrity in any genre. Um, I mean, he was Kermit the frog. He was (laughs) Harry Potter. He's Annie. I mean, it's not just the Elvis and the Frank Sinatra's, which he'll do as well, but it's anything goes. And and he does this while he's while he's doing the weddings and to help pay for her rent. Nadia works there from time to time. And it's just 
Frankie is, is is the guy's name, and he's just a bizarre, a bizarrely interesting and fun character. And he's yes. not the only one. And then you've got sort of her best friend, Maya. Is, did I pronounce that right? Maya. Maya, okay. Maya is a, the friend that Nadia needs, whether she knows it or not. Maya is just this infectious, bubbly um, person who loves everybody in the world. I mean, she... She can be thoroughly annoying if she if she really wanted to be. Um, but Nadia needs this person in her life because her the rest of the characters are so um, strong and they you know they all just kind of push her in all these different directions. So Maya is kind of almost the grounding point. And, and she, the bubbly infectiousness that you mentioned, it just shines through throughout all of all of the books. And, and she's she's a wonderful character. Let's let's talk for a bit about the storyline for the big blind and, and the way you get the series started. Yeah, uh, for the big blind, um, it is supposed to be taking place with the World Series of Poker. Um, I have changed a few things just because of the fictional aspect of it. Um, But basically, it's um, what's happening at that event. Um, There is some, I don't want to give away everything. Let's say for the romantic side of it, Nadia meets two gentlemen, which she, you know, she likes. Oh, gosh, I don't want to give it too much away. Um, help me out here. Um. <laughs> when we're introduced, or, at, or as we're being introduced to what's going on, Nadia is at this large poker event, and she has taken all of her money, everything that she's earned since she's been in Las Vegas, as an entry fee to get into this tournament. And it's it's uh, if if I don't win or if I don't get into the money... I'm in big trouble kind of a situation for her. Uh, and, and then, you know, there, there is the mystery aspect as well. And you mentioned these two guys that she meets, and I'm sure listeners will be shocked to learn that they're both charming, handsome, <laughs> powerful. <laughs> so we've got Nadia on one side, who's this great flawed character, and these other characters who are perfect. Yes, and one is, of course, her nemesis at the poker table. You know, he doesn't give her an inch when she plays, uh, you know, head-to-head with him. And then there is this other gentleman who is the owner of the casino. Um, So there's a little bit of a a tug-of-war between these two men. And, you know, uh, of course, we have to have a murder at the um, at the World Series of Poker tournament. There's a whole bunch of things going on, but it's not just that story. You know, there's um, so much going on around around her with the side characters. So it's really it's just how, you know, it gets how life kind of twists and turns and spreads and it just grows. And I think that's that's something I, I won't say that it's unique but it, it's something that's a big part of the genre that you write in, the romantic suspense genre. There's romance. There is suspense of some type, whether it be mystery-ish type suspense or just other type suspense. And uh, but, but books in this genre tend to go a little bit broader with the storyline. And, you know, maybe rather than two storylines, there might be five storylines uh, that, that all weave together throughout throughout the books and in your case then uh some 
are some end with the end of the book and others continue on uh, further into the series. Yeah, correct. Um, and I think that's really uh, a big thing for series, um, just in the fact that, yes, you want to tie up the main story, though, you know, what's going on with this mystery. You want to definitely tie that up. Um, but then it's, but life doesn't just stop there, you know, it keeps going. So all these other little stories keep playing um, until the final conclusion. All right. So let's let's give listeners uh, some titles. The, the first book, and I believe that this is a perma-free thing. This is this is a way you get people into the series is called The Big Blind. It's available for free at Amazon. Is, are they is it available other places? Yeah, almost any uh, online retailer you can get it from. And if you're a print person, you can get a print version um, from Amazon or through your local store. You just have to let them know you want it. And then after that, it's high stakes, cashing out and squeeze play. And a little piece of advice from me to you listeners. Don't do what I did and just go from one to the next to the next to the next, buying them all. You also, Nadia has, Nadia... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nicolette has a box set that uh, would save you a little money. If you read the free book and you go, wow, I'm really going to like this the way Steve did, uh, buy the box set. Yes, definitely. Save a couple dollars. Yes. All right. And then after that, you've written a couple other books that I haven't gotten into yet. And I find this fascinating, what you have decided to do. You had you had the character arc for the character and for the books and these stories, and y- either you fell in love with these other characters in the story and decided to continue their stories or readers demanded it? What, what happened there? And, and, and let people know what I'm talking about. Uh, probably a little bit of both. Um, and what you're talking about is the side characters taking on their own adventures. Um, and basically it's all the men in Nadia's life. Um, not necessarily her love interests, although um, there is one that does get his own book. Uh, But the other supporting characters, there's a a gentleman named Remy who is kind of like the bodyguard of Grayson. And um, he's just this really unique character, but he had this backstory that just had to be told. Um, So I did kind of fall in love with the characters. It's really hard not to. And then there was a need. I mean, uh, I had, I had stopped the series after, Four books, but um, my readers still needed to hear a little bit more. You know, they still needed a little bit more from me. Um, so that's why I added um, these extra books. And there will be four total. So the side characters will have a total of their own four books. And then there will be a final, final, final conclusion at the end. Okay. And right now there are two out. I think there's another one that's like right around the corner. Yes, one will be coming. The third one will be coming out in May, and that's the Remy book, right? Uh, no, uh, that will be Ian's book. Oh, okay. And Ian is Grayson's brother, who makes Correct. an appearance in one of the books, and he is—I mean, you're right—he's an intriguing character, and Remy's an intriguing character. So it 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 makes perfect sense that you would do this because, as a reader, we do want to know more about these people. But Remy, Remy appears in all four of the books, and in each of the books, we learn just a little bit more about him. And yes. so he's, he's, not, he's not a big character. He's, he's you know, one, of, one of the minor supporting characters, but he's always there, and he's, he's just 
God, he's one of those guys you want to learn a little bit more about. So I'm, I'm really interested in, to read that one. Is, is this a series kind of thing as well where I should start at the beginning and work my way through them, or does it make a difference? It really doesn't make a difference. There might be one or two references to a past book, but it, it's completely their own book. It's, um, you know, them with another interest. Um, and for Remy's book, I have to tell you, I got this great, great fan letter um, from a gentleman who, you know, sometimes my books are romantic suspense, so I don't get a whole lot of gentleman readers. But this man said, that there was enough testosterone in the book to keep him interested. And I was like, yes, you know, the, I, <laughs> I'm really hoping this is a good thing. But yeah, um, for Remy, there had to be because he is no nonsense. He's, you know, he's completely focused. Um, he's an army guy. You know, you, you just had to have that little, you know, bit of testosterone in there. So I'm, I'm glad he was able to read the book and, and enjoy it. And my gut feeling is there's a surprising number of men that read these books. But I, I know, um, have, have, uh, I've had a guest on the show before who, who's a friend, Deborah Kuntz, who writes uh, the Lucky O'Toole series that takes place in Las Vegas. And it's also a romantic suspense series. And she thinks that around 40% of her readers are men. And wow. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know it was romantic suspense until she told me. I just thought, wow, I love these books. <laughs> and just, well, they're romantic suspense. And then I was a little sheepish and like, well, I love these books. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. So you, you may have uh, a higher percentage of, of male readers than you think, because as guys, we all love poker and we love Las Vegas and we love stories about that. Yeah. Hey, I am glad. Any guys want to read my book? That is awesome. Now, Define for people who are out there, who are males that are listening, who wonder what the heck we're talking about. What's your definition of romantic suspense? For me, um, uh, romantic suspense, okay, I, I love books that have mystery in them. I want substance in my books. Um, I don't want just the guy and the girl to meet and fall in love and blah, blah, blah. Their lives are happily ever after. I want something with substance. I want them to fight for what they are looking for, whether it's love or a career or, you know, whatever. Um, but there just has to be that aspect that they have to fight for something. And um, I always do want to make some sort of a happy ending. I mean, they don't have to be walking down the aisle and or going, you know, trotting off in the sunset or anything like that. But there has to be some kind of conclusion. And um, so for me, it just ties in really well. Just this love and mystery and um, it just has everything that I love in a book. And it's a nice mix because for me, I really, I really enjoy the mystery aspect. And if it was 70% romance, I would have I would have put it down 30 pages into it. But that that's not what it is. It's it's a mystery with a significant with with significant romantic elements. And there are a lot of just plain old mysteries that have significant romantic elements that aren't classified as romantic suspense. They're just classified as mysteries. So uh, you know, the, the way we get into defining genres is sometimes a mystery to me. But uh, like art, I know what I like. 
Yeah, well, and for the genres, yes. I mean, there's so many different genres out there, and classification is so difficult because mm-hmm. you can, I mean, yes, mine is a mystery. Yes, it's a romance. Yes, it's romantic suspense, but it also could be women's sleep as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's so many different genres. Yeah, and Nadia, and I, I want to get this across because I'm not sure it, it's come across. Nadia is a, she's kind of tough. She's very resilient. She's very self-reliant. So, you know, she's she's not this bumbling poker player who's just struggling through life. She's she's she has this code that men like. I mean, we all like a a guy with a code. We like women with a code too. She has a certain way that she likes to go about things and things that she expects of herself. And uh, you know, she's she's a very engaging character. I think you should bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> She will be coming back. And actually in those um, those side character novels, mm-hmm. um, at the end of each book, there is a little bit about Nadia and what she's up to. And it's all then going to come back into this, as I said, this final, final book. Um, so we're leading up to something. And uh, we've, I've already asked you this question, where can people find the book? We answered that question. They can be purchased everywhere fine books are available if you read digitally you can get the first in the series free to see whether or not you like it what's the best place for listeners to find you online nicolette um you can find me at my website which is nicolettepierce.com or on facebook i think it's uh nicolette pierce author um on the facebook uh, search. But either way, um, my, I have links on my website. And if you sign up to my newsletter, um, you'll get all the updates. There's free stuff on my um, that I'm always giving away, including if you sign up for my newsletter, I send out a thank you package with a bunch of swag and some mm. fun things. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm glad we connected and I had a good time during our conversation. For listeners out there, I hope I'm able to edit this in such a way that you're not going to realize we had a ton of Skype problems today, but we had a ton of Skype problems today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. In a world where hundreds of new books are released every day, how can readers find yours? I'm Stephen Campbell. I'm the CEO of Camven Media. What we do is provide digital assets and strategies to help authors find and keep new readers and fans. That's the way I pay the bills. But in this show, you and I indulge our shared love of mysteries and crime novels by spending time with the people who write them. So yeah, poker, Las Vegas, romance, what's not to like? Hey, thanks for hanging in until the very end with me again today. If you enjoy the kinds of books Nicolette writes, check out The Big Blind. It's free on all the digital platforms so you can experiment before you uh, decide to make a decide to spend some of your money. Couple things that I want to let you know. Uh, now that I'm only doing a couple shows a week, which has really freed up a ton of time for me, I've got more time for both reading and writing. So on the writing front, I'm about a third of the way through the second draft of a novel that I wrote the first draft of last year called Reno's Debt. I'm hoping to publish that this spring. While I'm doing those revisions, I'm waiting on copy edits for Reno's Beach, which is a collection of short stories that I wrote 
and hope to have published later this month. But if I don't get the copy edits back soon, that may not happen. If so, it'll be November. I actually wrote the short stories as a way of further educating myself on the characters uh, of the novel. I wrote the novel over the course of about two months, and the characters evolved while I was writing it. So uh, the short stories were a big help, and now I'm going back in. That I un- Now that I understand the characters a little better, I'm going back in and making some significant changes to the novel. On the reading front, uh, again, I have more time for pleasure reading now. And I, one of my favorite books of 2014 was a book called Ghost Man from Roger Hobbs. It was his debut novel and really a spectacular book. I I enjoy books written from the perspective of criminal. This featured a a career criminal, two different timelines, uh, an interesting story, really well done, and he won a ton of awards for the book. At the end of last year, he published a sequel let's see, that was called Vanishing Games. I started it a couple of nights ago. I'm really enjoying it. I did stop by Amazon to look at the reviews and a little bit surprised to see that there's there's some sniping going on in the reviews saying it's not as good as as Ghost Man. But seriously, Ghost Man was a spectacular book and it would be difficult to make it as good. It's also the way Ghost Man closed. I assumed it was a standalone. I did not expect it to be a series, but I'm I'm really enjoying Vanishing Games and I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. One last thing before I go this week. If, you, if you're still listening, you presumably enjoy this show and the work I'm doing here. If you haven't left a review at iTunes yet, I would really appreciate it if you would. Doing a podcast can be a lonely business. It's uh, oftentimes just me and the guest, and you don't get a lot of feedback from listeners. Uh, I get the occasional email. I get the occasional tweet, but there's not a lot of feedback. And the best way to leave feedback is with iTunes reviews because that helps fuel the iTunes algorithm, which makes the podcast more likely to be shared by iTunes and will bring more listeners, which is good for the show if you enjoy it. Leaving a review at iTunes can be a little bit of a daunting process if you've never done it before. So I've written a set of instructions that you can find at crimefiction.fm slash review. I have that link in the show notes as well. But again, it's crimefiction.fm slash review. If you wouldn't mind going through the directions, there are links there. Follow the directions, leave a review at iTunes, and I would really, really appreciate it. So that's it. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and have something that you're really enjoying to read. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. 